You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Good morning, everybody. There we are. Hey. Uh, well, I just saw a big black screen in front of me all of a sudden. What the hell's going on here now? Hey, welcome aboard, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on the radio, on the, on RadioTFI.com and on the Radio TFI streaming network from the Shaletta Makes Me Laugh com studio in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. Over there, in his little corner of the world, in his little corner of the United States, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you all have had a fantastic week, and things have gone exactly the way you'd like them to go. God, would I like that. Anyway... Here we are. It's another chilly morning here in the big, big frozen apple. Although we're going to hit 60 degrees this weekend. Then we're getting snow on Friday. We had snow last night. It's been a mess. I miss South Florida. Young Mr. Shannon, how are you today? Well, that's that snow you're expecting in a couple of days. It's knocking on our door here. Uh, we're expecting 5 to 10. Uh, I, I had a date who once had said that to me. Sorry to disappoint. Sorry to disappoint. It may be an inch, but it's an angry inch. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I won't tell you about what uh, what Shaletta once said. No, don't. Don't, because Shaletta, <laughs> Shaletta she, she, she'd be nasty. She's great, and we love her to pieces. But she's nasty. She's crazy. I, 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 but I, but I will anyway. She, she, she won't even consider a man that doesn't have at least a, a size ten shoe. Oh, hey, and I got a nine and a half. I was gonna say, so do I. So. Wow, wow. <laughs> Sorry, you're sol. People, people are sometimes amazed at how tiny my feet are. For being a man, your height. For being a man, my height, my size, my. I had a fellow in the last job I was on. And it just every couple of weeks we'd be standing around, and he would look down and he'd go, "How do you stay stay standing?" He says, "How is it you're not tipping over?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, what's no, up? I, I totally get that because I'm trying to balance. I'm trying to balance anywhere from 250 to 270 pounds on these size uh, 
uh, nine and a half feet, and it isn't always a very... Uh, right, but your center of gravity is much, much closer to the Earth than mine. Yeah, well, <laughs> tell that to the fact that I stagger around like a drunkard some days. Look, I got, what, a solid but, six inches? How tall are you? Uh, Don't lie. Five eight. Go one. I'm only about five eight. Nah, you're not even that tall. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway, somebody else I know is. I, I think I lost a lost about a half inch somewhere along the way because right, so we used to be about the same height. And, so I've still got uh, I've got six inches on you. So feel like hell you do. Eh, well. <laughs> <laughs> If you snuggle up a little closer, I will. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. All right. Uh, this this train the, this train has oops. gone off the rails really quick this morning. And of course. What else do you expect here? Uh, if you want to get a hold of us here during the course of the show, the number is seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. I will gladly answer the phone when you call. Um. <laughs> Well, I don't know about gladly, but I'll, I'll pick up the phone nonetheless. Uh, let's go ahead real quick and let's get into the uh, the usual fare here. Uh, really? We usually start out each and every morning with. Look at you. Each and every Sunday morning with. Look at you introducing this segment. You're, you're usually Yeah, running well, from... you know, hey, after a while, you just have to accept, <laughs> accept the... Uh, the inevitability here. I've usually got to got to ram it in there and. Uh... Good lord! Listen to all the listen to all the innuendo here we got. Going. Speaking of those six inches. Hey, yeah. It's the Radio TFI Market Watch, brought to you by Innuendo. You know what I mean. Uber closed the week at thirty four sixty eight, down sixty one cents. Lyft amazingly closed the week at 41.26, up a dollar 27. Two weeks in a row. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch, and let's talk about those six inches. Yeah, okay. So we got we got some greetings early here. Uh, we got uh, oh. uh, uh, rideshare rodeo. Hey, hey, good morning. Hey, good to uh, good to uh, see you there, uh, sir. Uh, by the way, just just a just a note. There are still people who are um, uh, sending me tweets on my old uh, Twitter handle, uh, which was Shannon uh, Radio TFI. Uh, I changed that uh, about, uh, oh, four months ago, I think it was now. And uh, it's uh, it's actually John now, Radio TFI. Just, uh, just, just so you know, just, just so we're there. So if you want to get a hold of me personally through... Uh, through the um, through the Twitter, it's John Radio TFI, or you can just send a tweet to ta- to at Taxi Stand Hour. That's uh, oh, yeah. that works yeah. as well. Yep, yep. Or you can oh. send send it to me at Ed Doesn't Care. Well, of course. <laughs> um, so we actually have a, a story attached to this particular. Uh, this particular um, week with the uh, with the updates, we do. Yeah, we do. Your video. I missed something. The the story, uh, the video. Oh, there. that video, that video. Oh, we, oh, we 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 have a special guest, and uh, hi, 
Uh, quit hiding. <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's better than the cat. I'll tell you that much. Well, that's true. Ed just said it's better than the cat. So, all right. So enough of this personal nonsense, these in jokes. Oh, come on. That's what we all, that's what we're here for. <laughs> all right. So we came across the story and here's a, speaking of Uber dropping like a fly, we came, we came across, uh, a little piece of video of Dara the K, our favorite DJ, uh, spewing some of his nonsense and we don't we don't get to see much of him lately which is why we don't talk about uber lately but but we're gonna lead off today we're gonna listen to what dara the k had to say let's look listen to me rhyming this shit up man oops i said a bad language i said a bad word and now i can't find the other thing oh there it is you are fined one credit for a violation of the verbal morality statute let's play the audio people are getting back to work and they're getting out there and our driver supply and our earner supply courier supply uh is absolutely moving in the right direction which is why surge has come down uh now i think that as the world opens up there's going to be another kind of demand shock so to speak so we're gonna have to work really really hard to keep supply there but i think surge levels over a long term are going to net out to a 10 to 20 percent range which is a healthy range for the marketplace i will tell you though that while that's happening we're working hard to bring taxis onto the uber platform so my hope for you andrew is if you want to get an x that's great but if you want to get a taxi that's going to be available on uber and I will tell you, in New York, I have a feeling it's going to be available sooner rather than later. Okay. Well, that's a, little, that's a tease. Is, that, is there something in the works that you can tell us about? Um, I told you everything I know right now. Who's in charge of that? Is that is this an Eric Adams? This is uh, lots of other folks, but lots of team members working on it. But generally, I would tell you, we want to get every single taxi in the world onto our platform by 2025. Right. You know, the power of the we're never going to go back to the days when the only way that you're going to get a taxi and by the way the only way that a taxi would want to be hailed is by someone you know waiting right. on the street waving their arms like that's the past world so all of the technology that we're building for core rod hail is also going to be right. applicable for taxi as well it's going to be more demand for taxis it's going to be more choice uh for riders and ultimately taxi driver earnings are going to go up and we think it's a win-win Well, well, let's, 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 okay. I'm letting my temperature ease down a little bit. Let's start with the last thing he said. Taxi driver's income will go up. Well, that's the same line of crap he laid out that they laid out to Uber drivers. We're going to cut the rates and your income will go up. So now, look, this is just a continuation of we're going to take over the world. All right. And I got news for you. In most cities, uh, the taxi companies now have, they've had apps, dispatch systems. It's never been strictly hail a cab. In New York, yes, that's what it was for a lot, a lot of years, and it still is in certain parts of this city. It's just easier to step out on the street and hail a cab. There are apps, That's there's no reason for that not to happen without Uber. All Uber's going to do is take a bigger chunk of the fare. And by the way, you heard the name Eric Adams mentioned. That's the uh, current mayor of New York City. And uh, th this is just more malarkey coming from Uber. 
By the way, uh, by the way, Ken, it's uh, it's Dara, not Daryl. <laughs> but that's but, okay. We we get it. We get it. We appreciate the uh, the comment. But uh, yeah, that's the thing is is what I've what I have seen over the years is unless you are in a business or entertainment district uh, in in the center of your city. Uh, Waving a taxi, actually, or whatever the ride is, just waving it down on the street is is really a very small percentage of the total industry. Without I mean, question. Without question. Uh, especially when you get into your your Midwest uh, uh, areas. That's why that's why a service like. Uber thought it was why they thought it was such a good idea because they were they felt like they were underserved by taxis because there are a lot of drivers that that's all they thought to do was just to buzz back down to the the uh, center of, of town and uh, mm-hmm. and not service the outer e- edges and it's funny cab companies have tried all kinds of different ways to take care of that. I remember when I was in Vegas, they had uh, restricted cars. It's kind of like New York city with the, with the, with the green cabs. And that's all they could do was work the outer areas. But Mm -hmm. the whole idea was that was how these particular areas were getting uh, service. That's right. Many places, many places do that. Broward County did had a similar system, which I could spend days talking about how that failed, but yeah. The fact of the matter is, is that taxi drivers, they're going to work where they want to work. And they're also going to work where there's work. Uh, but here's one one advantage Uber has had over the taxi industry from day one. Forgetting the reasons why, you have one app that works all over the country. Exactly. Taxi company. Remember, you go to any city, you've got multiple taxi companies. Forget about, you know, doing a nationwide app just to get one in the in a county to get four or five cab companies working together. It, it would be, you know, there's there is a way around it, uh, but at, at least when I left the industry, when I left Broward County, uh, the taxi companies, sure, everybody wanted to do something like that, but they all wanted to be in charge. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to allow somebody else to run their dispatch for them uh, without them being oversight. Heck, the company I was with, there. Uh, you call that company now to look for a cab, and you're they're picking up the phones in uh, in the Philippines. No joke. Yeah, that's the same thing with our company. Yeah. So there is there is a solution to it. Uber does not need to be involved, but until and unless. Uh, the taxi companies, especially the larger ones, what's left of them, can get together. Uh, I don't think Uber is going to, I don't think that plan will work for Uber at all. You have taxi drivers, especially in New York, that have made it this far and put up with all the nonsense they've had to put up with. They're, they are going to, they're going to resist it. Some will capitulate. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, they'll, they'll, There'll be enough drivers that will start getting on that Uber platform 
It's bad enough a lot of people don't even know how to hail a taxi. No joke. I had somebody uh, from my production the other day. We were in Manhattan, and we were waiting on some folks. And she she's young. She's a production assistant. Uh, she's only been in New York about less than a year. So we're sitting there, and she, oh, my God, Ed, oh, my God. I said, what? What's, what's, what's going on? She says, I just saw somebody hail a taxi for the first time. She'd never seen it before. She, mm-hmm. she, I said, what? You've been here how long? You, no, she had not seen it. She's of, she's of an age now that, you know, it's all, it's all Uber. It's all Uber. So, you know, uh, they've certainly entrenched themselves. There's no question about that. Um, and if they get their, their hands into the taxi industry. Now, by the way, keep in mind, early on, there were companies, my company, Wanted to do something with Uber as far as uh, uh, consolidating dispatch. Uber wanted no part of it back in the day. Wanted no part of it. They tried it in Chicago. I, I don't know if they still do it in Chicago. But there was Uber Cab. Because uh, the president of my company actually used it there. And uh, But you're, you're, it's this, this is the death knell to the taxi industry if this happens. If this happens, you will you will definitely see uh, the taxi industry as we know it. Uh, medallion cabs, people following the rules, following the laws. Uh, I don't see how it works because as it is, you've got two different sets of rules for everybody. Two different sets well, of let rules. Me, let me run this by you. Um, there's still a place for register for licensed properly licensed taxis i believe at least maybe it's it's a difference where those particular vehicles the licensed taxis and however they go forward the idea of licensing taxis are the only ones that can still take pickups street hails whatever you want to call them but and the and the idea would be that those particular drivers who maybe would rather work out in the outer boroughs uh, as opposed to just coming flying back to Manhattan. Um, see, I want the, the myself from, a, from my own personal perspective is that when I take a ride um, and I'm using, using the Twin Cities as the example, I take a ride out to one of the outer suburbs, I don't want a deadhead back into back into the core cities. I want to try to get something that's going to bring me back. I don't like a lot of dead miles. And uh, other drivers, that's, that's just how they do. Everybody, that's what's nice about this industry. Everybody has their own way of working, has their own system. Um, and I'm sure that probably apply, applies to the Uber and Lyft drivers too. They want to drive back into the beehive, if you mm-hmm. will. Whereas I'm going to try to find, I'm going to try to limit my dead miles right. as much as Uber tries to chase me ten miles across town right. for something that's only going to net me four dollars. Right now, now Steve, you make a bet. We we've got this up on the screen. I'm going to read it. Uh, there should be a solid third company that that uses APIs to compare Uber and taxi rates and wait times. Uh, 
where you can select whichever you choose and it launches the selected choice of the user. Not a half bad idea, Steve, but stop and think about it this way. First, you've got to get all the taxi companies involved. And again, they're all working at cross purposes here. No, everybody wants to be in charge. Depending on your locality, in some places, taxi companies themselves are allowed to set the rates. Other places, the county or the city sets the rates. So you're going to have the situation of Uber versus taxi versus taxi. And uh, it, it there's what it boils down to is Uber has set this industry back 70, 80 years. All the rules, all the policies, all the procedures that have been been put in place over the years in different locations to protect the passenger, to protect the driver, et cetera, et cetera. Uber's just sucked it all out of every, of every place. And I, I mean, Uber doesn't think twice about lowering the price at will. Most taxi companies, although some places are now allowing companies to set a flat to permit a flat rate as opposed to having to run the meter. Uh, but taxi companies can't drop their rates as quickly as Uber can. And Uber does in most situations, Uber rips the snot off of the drivers. They, they charge a passenger 31 bucks for a ride. Driver may be, may see eight or $10 of that depending. Uh, you're muted, John. I can't hear you. Uh, oh, there you are. No, I'm not muted. I just I spoke too softly, is what I. But there are a lot of companies nowadays, though, that have, like I have set up, where it's it's all done from the uh, from the central office. Your, your your meter is actually a tablet, right? That's hooked up to the company. A company can go in and change and set whatever rate they want to Man. do right with a, with a flick of a switch that's right we had the same and, thing just before i left and so it's not as hard as it used to be having, having no. to go to the meter shop and resetting the meter and what have you no it's, it, uh, it it's not but you also uh, okay the last the last little while i worked down in down in south florida you would get an offer for a flat rate which we never used to be flat out against the law in Broward County. You couldn't flat rate. It had to, you had to run the meter. So they changed that. Fine. That's, you know, look, people wanted a flat rate when they called for a cab, which I, I'm okay with. I don't mind losing a buck here or there if I know I'm getting a $48 ride out of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And people are happy. They know, they know what the ride is going to be. There's no, it's great because in our system, you would you'd pick them up, start the meter. You could drive from Lauderdale to Las Vegas and back, and that meter would never change. It would never change, and uh, so something like that, I didn't mind. You know, look, like I said, a little bit, you know, a couple of percentage points here and there, not a problem. But again, not every cab company in Broward County was doing that, so it gets very confusing for the consumer to the point of, well, hell, I'll just use Uber. And that's what. Oh, and the th the thing the thing is with the um, with the cabs in a lot of cases where where the cab companies are they're charging their drivers a service fee to operate. Then you've right. got Uber taking their cut off of or however they're right. paying the driver. It isn't, 
it isn't really worth it to the driver no. to be paying two masters. That's right. Uh, you, you, they'd be double dipping. Uh, well, actually, yeah. On on every Uber ride, they'd be paying the company for the it. it the whole thing is it. it Uber's not. Their best interests are do not lie with the taxi company. Uh, and no. Steve, wait. Uh, let me uh, his comment here. The wait time benefit would be huge, though, because in many cities, Uber wait times have gotten really bad. If you're talking about waiting time as a car is, uh, it depends which wait time you're talking about. Are you talking about customers waiting for a car to arrive, or the wait time when in the middle of a ride where the meter is clicking? If it's wait time for cabs or for a vehicle to arrive, that wait time is long simply because there's not a lot of Uber drivers simply because they're tired of being ripped off. And they're not going to drive 10 miles for a $4 ride. It's just that simple. Until and unless Uber... Look, Uber had the opportunity early on to do this the right way. Uh, Travis the K, Travis Kalanick, the, uh, the now billionaire frat boy, he was the one, he, he, he was out to kill. He was out for blood. Okay, waiting on arrival. I, 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 yeah, it, it, this is what I'm talking about. Travis was out for blood. He wanted to kill the taxi industry and everybody that wasn't Uber. So he flooded the market, et cetera, et cetera. Made it. Now the tables have turned. Uber gets more on every ride for the most part than the drivers do. So the drivers are like, eh, you know, look, look, back in the day, I would run for one of my personal clients because I know they're using me all the time. But for me to run five miles for a job I do not know, and I don't even know if it's going to be there when I get there. I don't know if they're going to walk away or, you know, what whatever the case may be. Uh, Uber's system is horrible. It's horrible, and especially for the drivers, it, particularly for the drivers. Personally, I, I, I don't care about the drivers because they're partly of why I'm where I am today. Uh, they've hurt. All right. So Steve also says, and boy, this would be much easier with a phone call, but Steve also says, that's where I see a window for taxis to gain traction back in many instances. True, if you still had drivers there that actually gave a flying crap about the industry they're in, because a lot of veteran drivers, like myself, are gone. We couldn't make it. We got driven out. Uh, the company's made it almost impossible for us to make a living. Be that at the whole Uber thing. COVID, fortunately, I got out of that before COVID. You know, that had its own effect on it. Uh, the overwhelming majority, of, especially of new taxi drivers, they, they just, they don't care about the business. When you see a cab running through red lights and driving up on sidewalks. This is somebody who's got it in his head, this is how a taxi driver behaves. I got to be a rogue. I got to be a pirate. Every Anytime I can rip a customer off for three bucks, you know, not really, not realizing the long-term harm it does to the business. Drove me and my buddies crazy to watch new drivers ripping passengers off because they're the first ones to to cook up these ideas. You think I couldn't have spent 30 years driving tourists around? People have no idea where they are and and not racking up the meat. How many times I heard, I heard this from people. How come it's only $8 to get back to the hotel? It costs us 23 to get to the restaurant. You know, that's why it doesn't work. And I go back to 
uh, cab companies across this great land of ours are not going to come together. Uber has the advantage of having that nationwide app. Forget the global thing for right now. They have that nationwide app. You step off a plane in Minneapolis, Memphis, wherever you are, it's the same app. You don't have to go through six different apps in each location to try to, to, try to get a ride. Until unless that happens, then the taxi industry doesn't stand a chance. Oh, in some spots, you'll, you'll, you'll maintain your, your, your loyal customer base, but is it enough to keep how many cars on the road? Is it enough to cover when suddenly all your customer base decides they need, they need a cab? Now suddenly the 10 cars you got left, now you need 150, but you can't keep that many cars on all the time. And it's, uh, oh my goodness. So, I, I, I saw another, uh, I missed this one. Uh, the lovely, the, the talented, the always effervescent Bill Fancher said, we need to storm the Uber headquarters. <laughs> you first, Bill. <laughs> I tried that once. I remember uh, taking a trip to San Francisco and showed up at their front door and did the best I could, kind of like I did in front of the Trump Tower. I just gave them. There you go. You showed them. That's about the best you can do. Yeah, you exactly. showed them. Hey, I felt better afterwards. Well, well John, and, as long as you felt better, then. Yeah, exactly. Boy, oh, boy. I've, hey, I'm knocking on the door 60 years old. It's all about me at this point in time. <sighs> oh, I'm on the other side of that door, pal. Let's not get into that. We did that two weeks ago. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> Again, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. That's the number if you'd like to call in. We appreciate all of the uh, the text comments coming in through the um, through the. Uh, uh, People are watching on either Twitter or on uh, Facebook, but uh, give us a call. I, we will field uh, we'll field questions and uh, comments and everything else if you want to get involved here. Um, we have anything else uh, on this particular topic? Uh, hold on a second. We're, we're not done with this topic yet. So okay, I, I'm going to read this comment from our, from our buddy at Rideshare Rodeo, Steve. Uh, quote. Uber dropped per mile rate in Denver from 58 cents a mile to 53 cents per mile and raised the per minute rate from 8 cents to 9 cents per minute. They are under the standard deduction on mileage expenses now. Yes, exactly. It is a money loser right now. It's been for quite some time. A lot of cities have been uh, at, uh, sub five, sub 50 cents per mile for a long time. And 8, 9 cents a minute, who gives a rat's ass? Who gives a rat's ass at eight nine cents a minute? You're 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 not, you know. I I even in the cab at one point the the last few years we were forty cents a minute waiting time. You know. Oh well, you're getting paid to wait. Yeah, but not as much as when the car is moving. But you know. Yeah, exactly. It's always better when the wheels are rolling. But nine cents a mile. Who cares? This is, you know, this is how people got sucked in. To begin with, they don't realize what it is it's going to cost them to to actually to actually operate the car. They're they're not factoring that in. They think gas and that's and that's it. And they got a little car payment. And uh, and by the way, speaking of which, uh, although I don't participate in it, I keep the app on. And every now and again, I get I get an offer from Curry the uh, delivery app 
and uh, I got to say, some of the prices are very interesting. Almost tempted, except for the fact I'm getting paid to do another job at the time. Uh, but if you're interested in that, uh, see our good pal Steve or Rideshare Rodeo. He can he can give you all the details on the Curry app, C-U-R-R-I. And uh, look, if you got a truck, you got a pickup truck, you got a van, you got something, no touch. Uh, you don't have to load nothing. Uh, the money's not horrible. Uh, look into it again. They're averaging about two dollars uh, on some of these rides. They're over, aver, or offering, excuse me, right around uh, two dollars a mile for this. And again, no touch. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I I just haven't been. It's it's funny. I always get these offers at the wrong time. Unfortunately, I'm either tied up with something uh, in my cab or tied up with uh, any number of uh, things. But uh, there's been a couple times I've been kind of I've been tempted, but well. Uh, but anyway, if you're interested in doing that kind of thing, it's. Uh, although I will say this, I, I saw one pop up the other day, and I thought to myself, eh, "That's that's a bit of a slap in the face." The money they were offering, but it's the first one I, I've seen that really I would have said no to. That I would have said no to, but you know. Anyway. It, I'm, we know it is. We know you love it. Yeah, it's great in Denver. And um, I would like to see them pick up in other parts of the metro or other cities, I should say, other parts of the Twin Cities here. I would love to see that a little bit more. Just right now, I'm just, I don't see anything that everything has just been, the pickup location has just been a little bit too far away for me to make that, uh, to make that practical. But, um yeah, uh, what the hell is if there was anything else? I was going to real uh, go back to what you'd said about uh, how the taxi drivers, how the how the customer would ask you, well, how come it's eight dollars here uh, when it was twenty three dollars to get mm-hmm. to the restaurant? Um, <laughs> well, you'd have to understand this when Bill says, "What will you charge to drag around an X ray machine?" That's basically what he was doing um, uh, when he had his uh, mobile uh, x-ray service. I I would charge a dollar a mile and give Fancher 25 cents a mile to actually (laughs) drag it around. That's that's me personally. But But anyways, getting back to that, if you think about it, though, that's kind of what Uber and Lyft are doing. I mean you may find that they, that the customer went to this restaurant during peak time where surges were kicking in and it was 23 bucks right? where the driver would get five. And um, on the way back, it would be $8 where the driver might be lucky if they get two or three bucks. Out well, of right. I'm talking about with the taxis where, you know, guys would, would run yeah. them around and, t- and take them the long way and blah, blah, my, blah. My point being with that is, is Uber's really no different than a cheating uh, cab driver the treat the cheating cab driver exactly yeah. oh no no there's and even in that video uh, uh dara starts talking about well the surge is starting to come down now uh, you know look he's got his money he's there he's the puppet for them they hired him literally to be just the soft-spoken nice guy out front you know after the the debacle with travis the k um 
And he hasn't been making a whole lot of public appearances lately either, which is why we don't talk about it that much, because there's there is nothing really to grab onto. There's been a couple of uh, minor stories, but nothing outside of the uh, uh, passenger gets ripped off, passenger gets hurt, passenger attacks driver. Oh, am I negative against the passengers? Give me a chance. I'll get to the drivers too. Driver tries to <laughs> kidnap person. Driver, driver tries to uh, rape person. Blah, 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 blah. I love it how nowadays movies and um, some TV shows are actually starting to show Uber and Lyft for what they are. Right. Um, I, I just got done with seeing the movie. Um, uh, Marry geez, me. Marry me. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I, and in, in without giving without a spoiler, in one instance, uh, uh, J Lo is on her phone and saying it's gonna it's gonna take forty five minutes to get a ride. She didn't say All right. Uber. She didn't say yeah, but um, she didn't mention a company. But we knew where she was going with that, and that's real life problems right now. Like Steve was mentioning as far right. as right. Wait, wait times for uh, arrival of the vehicle. Well, again, it's the way they've set it up. Uh, you know, why is anybody going to run that far for that little money? There is there there there's no justification for that. Uh, all right, all right, we got a good chunk of Uber in this week, which that felt wow. good. We don't usually we we've been haven't been able to do that in quite a while, and and John John is very upset about that. But now John, have we justified our the name of the show today? Have we? Uh, do we ever really justify the name yes, of the show? Every week, every week we you pull up every, on t- every hour, every hour of it. Well, that's the part. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, it's that part. Oh, we're doing this again. Yeah. We're doing this again. <laughs> yeah, well, it's only because taxi stand two hours doesn't sound good. Well, I offered you program spelled with an E, the British version. Oh, yeah. The taxi Man. stand program. I don't think that would fit in a uh, Twitter handle. Oh, we'd make it fit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's... Uh, Anyway, anyways, on more of us on more of us uh, serious topic here on Friday, the uh, Hennepin uh, Hennepin County judge um, passed down sentence to one Kimberly Potter, who is uh, who, if you may remember, was the the uh, taxi stand weekly. Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. Who said that? Steve. No. Oh, well, there you go. No. That idea got pissed on in a quick hurry. Matter of fact, not only will I say it on air, I'll send it right back to him, too. (laughs) No. (laughs) But thank you for playing our game. We have lovely lovely parting gifts for you. (laughs) Okay. Oh, by the way, Steve, since you part- you've you been a, a wonderful participant with us, uh, DM us with the, with your deets, and we'll, we'll, we'll get our taxi stand hour baseball cap out to you, because that's the kind of guys we are. Exactly. And you'll get it a lot quicker than I got my last caps. Yeah, let's, let's not go into that. Let's... Um, so, anyways, uh, getting back to Kim Potter 
She was the the Minneapolis area. Actually, it was the uh, city was Brooklyn Center, which is a suburb. It's a first tier suburb of Minneapolis. Um, they had a a uh, stop on a um, young man, Dante Wright. Uh, they basically stopped him for having an air freshener in his uh, in his, uh, hanging off his mirror. Found out who he was. Found out he had a, a warrant. All of a sudden, stuff started getting real with him. And next thing you know, uh, they're trying to make an arrest, a warrant arrest on him. Uh, and he went with the whole idea of fight or flee, and he decided to flee. And uh, in all of that, Kimberly Potter pulled out of what was what thought was thought to be a uh, taser, while it turned out being her her service uh, weapon, and shot and killed Dante Wright. Well, she just got her sentencing. Now, she was convicted of manslaughter, penalty uh, where the the recommended sentence for something like that was right around seven years. Kimberly Potter gets two years, basically 16 months of that, only 16 months of that in, um, in prison. The other, the other amount in supervised release, and she's already getting credit for two months worth of jail time. So she's basically 14 months. She'll be out and available for parole. And um, just when we thought that there might be some justice in our system after what happened to George Floyd, we find out that, uh, eh, not so much. Because, you know, where, where George Floyd knelt on the neck of, or, uh, George, excuse me, Derek Chauvin knelt on the neck of um, George Floyd for nine minutes with obvious intent, malice, uh, uh, intent of malice, if you will. Um, this was a quick half. This was a quick mistake. This was, uh, it was even labeled as a, as a simple mistake. And she's only going to get, uh, it got to the point where the prosecution was even suggesting a lighter sentence for this poor, remorseful young lady who showed plenty of grief, plenty of remorse, uh, remorse for her actions. No amount of her remorse is ever going to bring back Dante Wright. And I have, you know, look, cops, uh, the police departments aren't going to listen to me. I'm well aware of that. I'm just some schlub cab driver. But first off, if they knew that it was going to come to this while they had him pulled over, why the hell didn't they pull up another one of those squads? They had one behind him. Why didn't they put those squads in and trap him, trap the vehicle where he could not go one way or another. I've always, I've been curious about that from, from day one. Secondly, if he gets away, if he, if he's able to drive away from this, 
catch him again. He's not a wanted killer. The warrant, as it as it goes to as it's uh, been discovered, the warrant was for a threat that he made against a woman. A threat. And they decided that he had to be arrested right then and there, folks. Well, you saw the you saw what went down, what happened, you know. And uh, how much does it? Uh, Bill says, how much does it? Uh, how much remorse does it take not to pull the trigger? Uh, yeah. The fact the fact of the matter is is that she, Kim Potter, was an experienced officer, a field trainer. And yet, she can't tell the difference between her gun and her taser. We've went into this before, that they always put the taser, if she's right-handed, they put the taser on the left-hand side. You always put your gun on your strong side. That is the way police officers, that's one way to determine whether or not you're pulling your gun or your, or your taser. And, but I, I, and look, I don't condone it. I actually condemn it. What happened after this sentencing? We got reports of looting, burglaries. Look, none of this is going to bring Dante Wright back. And all it's going to do is bastardize you in the public eye. Now, maybe some people that are doing this don't give a damn about the public eye. I understand that because the perception with this sentence is, is once again, that black lives really don't matter. You know, and we thought that we thought after George Floyd, we thought after that conviction and subsequent sentencing that maybe, maybe there might've been some headway made, but, uh, eh. Not uh, not so much. And uh, all I can ask at this point in time, and, and just hope that, that again, protest, protest your asses off. Make life inconvenient. I don't care. As somebody who drives for a living, if you're blocking one street, I know how to get around you if I need to. Um, but you start torching businesses, looting uh, looting businesses what are you going in to loot a business how is that going to bring back dante right how is that serving any justice whatsoever to dante right for all you know that shoe store that you broke in and looted and stole every every shoe off this uh, off the shelf he might have they might have been on your side they might have been totally agreeing with you that hey this was wrong. This verdict was wrong, or the verdict was right, but the sentencing was wrong. They might have been completely on your side with this. So going in and looting these businesses doesn't show anything. Doesn't show one lick of justice for Dante Wright. And all I can ask is somebody of a resident of the Twin Cities, to anybody that might be listening, might be passing my message along. Please stop. Trust me. The the your voices have been heard out there. When you've done when you've done the protesting, your voices are heard. 
but they need to continue to be heard. We can't just pass, you know, just all of a sudden push this under the rug after a week. No, you need to stay vocal. You need to make sure that your message is being put out and continuously put out so people get it. And just hope that I, I just hope now we're now we've got uh, we've got uh, the the uh, shooting death of young Mister Mister Locke uh, by the uh, by a Minneapolis SWAT team, and we have to go through that. Are there going to be charges against that particular officer uh, for that action? It's to be seen. I don't know. So. All right, I'm 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 uh, done with that. Do you have anything you want to add to that? I I do not. Not at the moment. Not at the moment. I you uh you spoke eloquently and uh, eh. I don't speak eloquently. Jesus all right. Christ! Yes. If I spoke eloquently, I'd be on the nine to noon slot at WCCO right no, now. No, so. you spoke eloquently because you weren't reading. That's why. Well, that was one thing that I didn't understand. I don't know if anybody got to watch any of the uh, sentence when they do the impact statements. Both families, you know, the fa- uh, Dante Wright's family got to, and then the lawyers and even Kim Potter got to say a few things. Every one of them was reading from a damn cue card, basically. Well, in a situation like don't don't condemn them for that. Because I don't know if I'm condemning, but damn it, I no. You want you no, John, John. You have your thoughts. You put them on paper. Uh, you want to speak from the heart, but you also want to make sure that you're including everything that you want wish to include. Uh, some years ago, when my business partner passed at his at his service, I was asked to deliver the uh, the eulogy, and I did, and I had it all prepared i had it written down it was tough to get through but and thank goodness i had it written down because i would not have uh it gave me something to focus on and hit the points that i wanted to hit and say the things that i wanted to say so in that particular case don't don't fault them for for reading from from a prepared text because it 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 allows you to look every most speeches you see are written from a prepared text just jealous because you read like a anyway really 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 let's spin the big wheel and see what we come up with huh uh oh excuse me here's one of my favorites from this week changing subjects on the issue of covid this is from the wisconsin senate and we're going to hear from one state senator first and her her take on uh, on uh, immunity, your natural immunity, and then uh, uh, one of her colleagues chimes in afterwards. Take a listen. During the campaign, I had the Delta variant. Earlier this year, both my husband and I were subject to the Omicron. This is an easy vote. This is a vote very much based on science and recognizing the God-given ability to fight off infections that our Creator gave us. 
There's a lot of what the previous speaker said that should be corrected. Um, I, would, I would note that if natural immunity was something that was going to prevent you from getting COVID, you wouldn't have gotten COVID twice. Oh! <laughs> Not so natural, is it? <laughs> but, but I mean, she just, well, you know, we got the science, but how is it natural immunity? If you got it once, let alone twice. <sighs> By the way, speaking of the COVID, we can honestly and truthfully say right now, God save the queen. Yes, yes, yes. Hello. Uh, I can't. I can't do the the royal wave. There's there's a particular way to do it. But. It's it's been uh, it's been reported today that uh, that the uh, queen does have the uh, COVID uh, virus. Apparently, what she what has been said is she was experiencing um, minor symptoms, cold-like symptoms. Guess what? As far as I know, logically speaking, the queen's been vaccinated. It doesn't mean. Remember, vaccination does not mean you cannot cannot catch, catch it. it. It just but means it's probably what has kept her right uh, well-aged ass out <laughs> of. The Some, hospital. Somebody check Prince Charles because this 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 guy's been waiting sixty years for his mom to kick. <laughs> I'm telling kick before she. Does. I was gonna say I'm telling you she's gonna outlive him just so he never gets to sit or he never gets to sit on that throne. She's gonna hand it right to William, right to as soon as Chuck dies, boom, William, here you go, kiddo. I'm 108 years old. It's all on you. She's not gonna die. And then again, we said that about Betty White too. So we don't want to. We 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 wish the Queen well. We exactly. we 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 trust that she will. She is comfortable. Of course, she's comfortable. She's got a, She's got a whole country full of people that is uh, that are looking out for her. Where else do we want to go in these last few minutes? Uh, what? Are we well, doing? apparently. Apparently, uh, you know who Candace Owens is, do you? Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, she's one of these right-wing talking heads that uh, uh, goes out there and starts flapping her gums about really stupid shit. We have stupid shit, then we have really stupid shit. Well. And she has mentioned now, I guess when they were talking about Russia, that we should forget about Russia Stop talking about Russia. We should invade Canada instead to deal with Justin Trudeau. I've said that for a long time. Screw Canada. Well, I mean, you're just you're part of that uh, that uh, South Park uh, movie. <laughs> Blame Canada. Blame Canada. Yep. With all oh, this hockey hullabaloo and that bitch Anne Murray too. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. I love that song. My favorite line is the one I just said with all that hockey hullabaloo and that bitch Anne Murray too. <laughs> I'm having a good time. So, Don't start with me. <laughs> so uh, apparently, um, and I didn't realize this. Now I knew that uh, you know who Michelle Tafoya is, right? Former yes. Sideline. Yes. Matter of fact, Al uh, Michaels made a special point to say she was retiring after the Super Bowl last week, which we're going to talk about in hour two. By the way, lots of good stuff coming um, up in hour two. Loved loved her as a sideline reporter. Loved her uh, 
very knowledgeable when it came to uh, to football. But now, um, well, I should preface by saying that um, before she went full time on uh, on doing her sideline reporting, she was a uh, daily host at uh, WCCO Radio. Oh, was she? she had her own show. Yeah, she had her own show, and she. She was eloquent about it. This was pre-Trump era. So this was back before while Republicans actually talked about quote-unquote conservative values as opposed to pledging loyal to the big orange orange guy. Um, But now she is backing. She's come back to to Minnesota here to throw her loyalty to uh, Kendall Qualls. Uh, who is running for governor of the state of Minnesota. And Kendall Qualls, let's see what time we got here, less than, less than two minutes. Kendall Qualls is a uh, individual, a black man, who has basically thrown other black people and other people who are uh, of less uh, lesser means under the bus, saying it's their fault. It's all their fault why they why they need help from uh, various government agencies, all their fault. And you can, Hey, if I can lift myself out of the gutter, you can too. Kendall Qualls, um, you congratulations. I'm glad you were able to lift yourself out of different situations. Apparently when he was a kid, he lived in uh, uh, a bad part of New York. He dealt with uh dealt with all the crap that uh, you deal with there and he was able to lift himself out of all that. And I, and I, I, I am happy for him that he was able to do that. Don't thumb your nose at the people who aren't quite as fortunate or don't have enough, as much fortitude as you do. I'm not blaming. I'm not condemning you for having that. I just think that you've stepped on a few heads on your way to where you're going. And now Michelle Tafoya is throwing her, the weight of her celebrity um, behind him. So we'll see what happens. I don't think there's a lot of Republicans running uh, for uh, governor. Um, I think that, I don't think that Qual, that, uh, that uh, Qualls has a chance to even get past the primary, to be honest with you. All right. You're wrong. All right. Well, coming up in hour two, we, we put the final nail in the coffin on uh, John and Ed versus the spread. Uh, a couple of new features. Well, one one returning feature. John has uh, finally uh, weaseled birthdays back into the uh, program, and a brand new segment that we're all looking forward to, ain't we, John? This is this is going to be exciting. I'm I'm really enjoying that, and we will <laughs> we'll discuss it a little bit more in length in uh, in hour uh, number two. Uh, so stick with us here. It's and also coming up during the break. Before we get back, very special today, George Carlin. It's, uh, again, I don't normally uh, talk about what's coming up, our little our little bit, top of the hour bit, but it's George Carlin this week, and I highly recommend, highly recommend uh, staying tuned and, and listening in. Absolutely. So, how much time we got left there, Chief? Music's playing. It is. Well, how about that? So, 
Stay with us. We'll be back here. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. found the taxi stand hour the worst talk radio i've ever heard in my life on radio tfi join the conversation you can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. from a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Thank you. Now, folks, here's something else I got a problem with. The Ten Commandments. Here's my problem. Why are there ten? You don't need ten. I think the list of commandments was deliberately and artificially inflated to get it up to ten. It's a padded list. Here's what they did. About 5,000 years ago, a bunch of religious and political hustlers got together to try to figure out how to control people, how to keep them in line. They knew people were basically stupid and would believe anything they were told. So they announced that God had given them some commandments. Up on a mountain, when no one was around, God had given them the Ten Commandments. But let me ask you this. When they were sitting around making this shit up, why did they pick ten? Why ten? Why not nine or eleven? I'll tell you why. Because ten sounds official. Ten sounds important. They knew if it was 11, people wouldn't take it seriously. Say, what, are you kidding me? The 11 commandments? Get the fuck out of here. But 10, 10 sounds important. 10 is the basis for the decimal system. It's a decade. It's a psychologically satisfying number. The top 10, the 10 most wanted, the 10 best dressed. So having 10 commandments was really a marketing decision. And to me... It's clearly a bullshit list. It's a political document artificially inflated to sell better. I'm going to show you how you could reduce the number of commandments and come up with a list that's a little more workable and logical. We're going to start with the first three, and I'll use the Roman Catholic version because those are the ones I was taught as a little boy. I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not have strange gods before me. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Thou shalt keep holy the Sabbath. Right off the bat, the first three, pure bullshit. (laughs) Sabbath, Sabbath day, Lord's name, strange gods. Spooky language. (laughs) Spooky language. Designed to scare and control primitive people. 
In no way does superstitious nonsense like this apply to the lives of intelligent, civilized humans in the 21st century. You throw out the first three commandments, you're down to seven. Next, honor thy father and mother. Obedience, respect for authority. Just another name for controlling people. The truth is, obedience and respect should not be automatic. They should be earned. They should be based on the parent's performance. Parent's performance. Right? Some, some parents deserve respect. Most of them don't. Period. You're down to six. Now, in the interest of logic, something religion is very uncomfortable with, we're going to jump around the list a little bit. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Stealing and lying. Well, actually, these two both prohibit the same kind of behavior. Dishonesty, stealing, and lying. So you don't need two of them. Instead, you combine them and you call it, thou shalt not be dishonest. And suddenly, you're down to five. And as long as we're combining, I have two others that belong together. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Once again, these two prohibit the same kind of behavior. In this case, marital infidelity. The difference is coveting takes place in the mind. And I don't think you should outlaw fantasizing about someone else's wife. Otherwise, what's a guy going to think about when he's waxing his carrot? <laughs> but... But marital fidelity is a good idea, so we're going to keep the idea and call this one, Thou shalt not be unfaithful. And suddenly, we're down to four. But when you think about it, honesty and fidelity are really part of the same overall value. So in truth, you could combine the two honesty commandments with the two fidelity commandments and give them simpler language, positive language instead of negative, and call the whole thing, thou shalt always be honest and faithful, and we're down to three. Thou shalt, thou shalt, they're going away, they're going away fast. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. This one is just plain fucking stupid. <laughs> Coveting your neighbor's goods is what keeps the economy going. <laughs> Am I right? Your neighbor gets a vibrator that plays Oh Come All Ye Faithful. You want to get one too. Coveting creates jobs. Leave it alone. You throw out coveting and you're down to two now. The big honesty and fidelity commandment. And the one we haven't talked about yet. Thou shalt not kill. Murder. The fifth commandment. But when you think about it. <laughs> when you think about it. Religion has never really had a big problem with murder. Not really. More people have been killed in the name of God than for any other reason. All you have to do. Yeah. All you have to do is look at Northern Ireland, the Middle East, Kashmir, the Inquisition, the Crusades, and the World Trade Center to see how seriously the religious folks take thou shalt not kill. The more devout they are, the more they see murder as being negotiable. It's negotiable. You know? It depends. It depends. It depends on who's doing the killing and who's getting killed. So, with all of this in mind, I leave you with my revised list of the two commandments. <laughs> Thou shalt always be honest and faithful to the provider of thy nookie. <laughs> and thou shalt try real hard not to kill anyone. Unless, of course, they pray to a different invisible man from the one you pray to. <laughs> two is all you need. Moses could have carried him down the hill in his fucking pocket. 
And if they had a list like that, I wouldn't mind those folks in Alabama putting it up on the courthouse wall. As long as they included one additional commandment, thou shalt keep thy religion to thyself. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it is. Boy, oh boy. I, I tell you, Carlin hit that one right out of the ballpark. Uh, welcome back. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and the Radio TFI streaming network. Again, from the ShalottaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in St. Paul, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And over there pushing the buttons over the other side of this, uh, on the east side of our country, in the Radio TFI executive mansion slash studio it is the one and only ed van ness once again good morning sir good morning kids and kittens here we are big hour two lots going on i am oh i'm beside myself uh we did we pick up a sponsor here sponsored by a diet mountain dew apparently we did according to uh our boy Steve. steve yeah and by the way, thanks to everybody for uh, for listening and, uh, and hanging particip- out with us. Break. And participating in the first hour. We, yes, uh, absolutely. We really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, what can I say? Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. And- we hope you hang around for uh, for what we are looking forward to is kind of an entertaining uh, little replacement for our, our football picks here. Shenanigans. But- shenanigans yeah there you go the tomfoolery that yes we absolutely love it's the tom fo- doing this particular show it's the tomfoolery so, hour and uh tom will be here shortly promise moving on okay moving um, on. so are you ready to are you ready to crown your champion <laughs> ready to crown your king huh are you ready I could even give up a or no wait a minute I didn't even lose on the Super Bowl pick. Just, just you can I'll take the coronation here the scepter. Hey, a dozen roses I don't mind. I won't see another sippy cup. I'm waiting for you. As soon as you clam up, we'll get going here. It's all on you, boy. You ready? I'm ready. Are you ready to clam up? Just go with it. It's John and Ed versus the spread. The final, final, final edition for the 2021 NFL football season. We've played our games. We've made our picks. We've cheated our way through this season today we wrap it all up kids and kittens at stake is the guilt price ceremonial sippy cup <sighs> John John Shannon Gerald the computer who wears tennis shoes and I have had a wonderful wonderful season uh, and what do you say John we wrap this thing up right now well as soon as you properly uh, announce the winner. Well, let's start by well. But, if both. Hey, hey, it's my segment. Just, just relax. 
just relax. I want to make sure that you're John, accurate. in through the nose, out through the mouth. Okay? Just relax. <laughs> Are we good, Bubby? Well, we'll see when it's over. <laughs> right. So, up on the screen right now, if you're watching us live, is, is the prize. The Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. The 2021 edition. But before we get to that, we're going to move on to the final scores. Well, the conditional final scores. At the moment, John Shannon has 46 points. Gerald, the computer who wears tennis shoes, has 39 points. Somehow, some way, I wound up deep in the back, behind the uh, behind the Radio Shack computer at 37 points. Now, now, that, to be said, in any other year, there would be celebrations galore, we would be popping champagne corks, and crowning a winner. But, it has come to our attention that one of our players has uh, potentially, possibly, not played by the rules. So, we will be... Uh, postponing the uh, presentation of the Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup until a later date, until after the congressional hearings are completed, which we have to wait till after the, the January 6th hearings are done. So this could be a while, but uh, let's look at last week. Let's look at how the final week of the season, Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56. Let's see how we did. Uh, both John and I Went with uh, Cincinnati, and we got four points. Lo and behold, the Rams only won by three points. Gerald went for two. Why I don't? Oh, I know why. Because he's a random computer. That's why. Uh, and he lost. So that kind of, and that really wraps it up for this year. There is nothing else to talk about until, uh, until the. Uh, until the hearings are done. So, uh, John, for the moment, I will give you a very conditional congratulations on uh, on what is possibly a victory for you. Possibly, where uh, you know we don't we don't want to. Anything? Hey, look you're... at this. Mister Fancher says he got healthy on the Super Bowl. He won two hundred bucks. Took the Rams, but took the points. Uh, yeah, because you listened to us. You didn't. You didn't take the Rams and take the points. You took the Bengals and took the points. Well, there could be. You know, I. I don't know. Do they if if they are allowing sports uh, sports betting in uh, in uh, Texas or not, or if this might have just been a friend a friendly bet with one of his. Uh, with one of his uh, cohorts down there in Texas. So. Well, that may be, but it's got nothing to do with us right now because uh, we have other issues. I'm happy for you. You won $200. Fine. Great. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you buy a real computer so we can talk to you on occasion? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Oh, heck. Anyway. Good, so, good game, I think. If you uh, want to call it that, sure. Sure. I thought it was. <laughs> no, it was a good game. It was a very good game. 
right down to and the end. For those, of you, for those of you who think that just because we are in our uh, late 50s, early 60s, and we couldn't enjoy the halftime show for whatever reason, down a crack pipe. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. look. I appreciate, look, I am not, I will be the first one to admit, I'm not a hip-hop fan. That It's just not uh, not my cup of tea. Just, you know, everybody likes some music. Other people uh, like other types of music. But the fact of the matter is that these individuals, uh, Eminem, uh, is Mary, was it Mary, what, Blige? Mary, Mary J. Mary, J. Blige. Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige, thank you. Uh, Snoop, Snoopy Dr. Dog, Trey, Snoopy Dog. They Dog. have, they have, they have all endured, and uh, quite frankly, I think it's kind of cool that uh, that Snoop is uh, uh, he's kind of gone mainstream, but he he's he, he is a chill. It, he, I love how, you know when he hosts something or when he's it, he hosts he's the same all the time. He the hosts most chill individual. He hosted the Puppy Bowl. With Martha Stewart, yeah, for the second year in a row. He also hosted uh, hosted uh, a game show there for a while, Joker's Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of interesting in its own little way. That was it was it was interesting. It was interesting in its own little way. I I'm not saying it wasn't, but yeah. that being said, I uh, yeah no the game the game was good. We got a good game out of it. Uh, I was uh, I, I was uh, I, I really thought the Rams were going to fall apart there at the end. Uh, Beckham was out, and uh, who else? Because somebody else got hurt, and, and it really looked like they were going to start falling apart there. And uh, I tell you what, this Cooper Cup, and uh, you know, they they had it. I mean, good for uh, oh, what's his name? The quarterback. I can't think of his name now. Stafford. Matt. Yeah, Matt Stafford. Good for him. Look, he uh, he did twelve years in Detroit. That's uh, you know. Look, well, he's done his purgatory. He did his time. He did his time. He had it coming. <laughs> Joe Burrow will be back. Burrow will be back. Oh, I, I think I think you're going to see that the Bengals are going to be a real force in the AFC. And yeah, and between him and Chase, back, uh, the way that uh, the way the Bengals handled the Chiefs, man, I tell you, yeah, well. We may we may be crowning a new uh, a new king of the AFC here, and and soon we'll be talking about the Dolphins' uh, new head coach. But that comes later. That comes later. Nice. All right. All right so, what do you see? Well, hang Why don't on. We get- hang on a second. My segment. Let me finish my segment. Do you mind? Not very well. So. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, that's gonna that's gonna conclude John and Ed versus the spread for the season. We'll be back with you in September. But in the meantime, when it comes to betting on any sporting event with your own money, using our picks, John, what do we always say? Hey, pick mine. I was correct nearly uh, nearly fifty percent of the time. <laughs> There you go, and uh, we'll be we'll be back next year with uh, in 2022 for well we're in well we'll be back in September with more more football. Anyway, all right, where are we right now? There, now uh, I I hand over the hour two segments to John Shannon. Hey, John. Yeah. 
What's up next, well, sir? I think right now it is time for some birthdays. What do you think? I think so. So we're looking at the we're looking at birthdays from the following week here uh, from today through the 26th of uh February. God damn, we're almost getting last full week of February already. Yes, sir. Woo-hoo, damn. All right, so we got a few birthdays to talk about here starting with on the uh 20th, model Cindy Crawford, 56 old. 56? Um 56, yeah. Hard to believe, huh? How old is her mole? Oh, I'm assuming about the same age. Hmm. Interesting. That's not a mole. That's a birthmark. Anyway. <laughs> uh, singer Rihanna, 34 years old. She's a found... She, she had the great misfortune of being in the... <clears throat> excuse me. Motion picture adaptation of the board game Battleship. Which, if you ever played the game Battleship, you will know that movie had absolutely nothing to do with the board game. I don't know why they called it that. It was a stupid movie from start to finish. But she got to play a sailor in it, so. Okay. All right, going to the 21st, where actor Kelsey Grammer turned 67 years old. What? He's only 67? Yeah. Wait a minute. You're telling me he's only four years older than than me yeah i i don't believe that i don't believe well I'll, you know what blame abc news that's where i got the information he holds the record though for playing a uh playing the same character for the longest amount of time in cheers and then his own little and then uh, frazier which ran longer than cheers i believe did it i believe not know Moving on to the 25th, 25th, where comedian Carrot Top turns 57 years old. Have you ever seen, have you seen Carrot Top lately? There's two two distinctive things about Carrot Top. He is ripped. He is ripped. Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe he's wearing mascara. Look Very at him. Well Look, uh, he's wearing makeup. And, you know, good for him. Hey, whatever works. But uh, he's, uh, he's funny. He's a... Uh, I remember seeing him. I honestly saw him. I was uh, a community college I was attending in Broward County a million years ago, and he was actually playing the cafeteria in the middle of the day. Hmm. It was quite the obviously the beginning of his career. But who's next? Um, oh, geez, 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 John. What? I forgot to give everybody their little. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, first week jitters. First week jitters. I know. I get it. We've only we've only been doing a show now for the last five years. And not and I, the first time we've done a birthday segment. No, and anytime somebody anybody even comes close to mentioning the word birthday, I'm right there. Okay. Anyways, last but not least, on the 26th, singer Michael Bolton turns 69 years old. Also on the 26th, Teamster Michael Van S., my brother, turned 62. Uh-huh. Happy birthday, Michael. That's it. That's, That's it. That's all I got. I'm telling you, we, we, need, we need an open to close or something. 
<laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks there we for go. Listening. There's your close. <laughs> All right. Now, do we want to take a little break in between, or do we want to go right into the next one? Let's go right into the next one. What uh, the hell? Uh, I've been looking forward to this. Oh, I did Definitely this. looking forward to All this. All right. Hang on for your intro on this one. Mm-hmm. And now, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to present the battle of the one-hit wonders. Here's your match official, John Shannon. Well, here we go. So now this is something that we've never ventured into yet. Uh, We are going to be pitting two songs every week, two songs with uh, with the one thing that they all share in common. Two things they all share in common. All of these songs are one-hit wonders. And now, by definition here, that the, the one-hit wonder defines it as a song that uh, cracked the top ten, but uh, did not, uh, did, and it's the only song that they had. Now, you might recognize some bands and think, well, yeah, they've done a, a bunch of songs and that have all been popular. I heard it back on my top 40 radio back in the 70s, but... These these were the t- were top ten songs uh, throughout the seventies. So we're going to lead off with uh, with two songs here. Uh, the first one is going to be a song that was written by Jack Conrad and Ray Kennedy and released in December of nineteen seventy eight. Uh, the uh, lead song, lead single from the Baby's third studio album. Head first. Wait a minute. Hold on. This keep, is, keep vamping. Keep vamping. This is um, uh, John Waite provided the lead vocals featuring female vocals by Myrna Matthews. The track was a worldwide hit and became their last top 20 in the United States. It made it to, I don't know exactly where they were at. Uh, uh, I don't know exactly how high it got up into the charts. Uh, maybe I can maybe I can get that here, but uh, again, re- uh, released in 1978, it is the babies with uh, every time I think of you. But I know a love like ours will last and last. the babies every time i think of you now in the red corner now will be a a a song from the stories now uh, this particular song was originally a hit in the uk uh produced or uh put out by hot chocolate um the the stories version was um released in 1973 it, technically it was a cover but it went all the way to number one by this uh, band the the, sto- the uh, stories uh, the band consisted of uh, keyboardist Michael Brown bassist vocalist Ian Lloyd guitarist Steve Love and drummer Bi- uh, Brian Madley 
they had their own their only uh and it went all the way to number one here but it was a cover of hot chocolates brother louis so let's give you a uh, let's give you a quick snippet of that here off i love the lead in on that song so okay so here's the next part of this now now you've heard both of these songs a snippet of them and now it's going to be up to uh myself uh, mr ed van ness and once again the computer that wore tennis shoes gerald to give you the winner and the one who will proceed into the next round so I, I go to you first uh, there, uh, Ed. Well, I, I got to say, Brother Louie is a song I, I, I've known and I've heard. Quite frankly, uh, I had never heard the other song before. I had never heard it until John gave me the, uh, the, the two contenders. By the way, the only week we'll have two challengers, uh, obviously. As of next week, we'll have a, as of a couple of minutes from now, we'll have a champion. But I, I do like Brother Louie, so so I'm going to go with what I know. And uh, my vote is for Brother Louie. And, and Gerald will be the tiebreaker. Go ahead, John, what do you got? Well, there will be no tie. Oh. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I, lo- I love the opening riff in that song, for uh, for one thing. Um, many, many times I remember singing, uh, me and my friends were singing along with that song, uh um, quite a bit, and if you think about it nowadays, what a message that song actually yeah. put out. Um, done by done by four white guys as a now hot chocolate, <laughs> the ones that originally uh, did that. I am, you know, I've never seen them. I'm going to guess that that was a that was even though it was in, in the UK, those those were black men. That did You're wrong. That, uh, You're wrong. Am I wrong? Yeah. By the way, Gerald's tapping on the glass to his booth. He'd like to. He wants okay, to give well, his vote. Let's go ahead there, Gerald. Oh my. What a difficult choice. It looks like I'm going with the first song. No, no, that's... Uh, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really... As as per usual, Gerald really doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. matter. All right, no. so... Oh, I was wrong about that with, with Hot Chocolate. All yep. these... Uh, yep. Huh. Because I remember Hot Chocolate coming out with a few more hits during the 70s. But I, I've never seen, I've never heard them do Brother Louie. Okay. So, anyway, so your champion is the stories with Brother Louie. So now let's give the let's give the audience a treat and let's play the whole thing from beginning to end.
once again, congratulations to our champion for this week on, uh, what are we calling this again? Battle of the One-Hit Wonders uh, here. So, got the stories with... Uh, uh, Brother geez, Louie. With, uh, Brother, Brother Louie. Louie. I, I got distracted by Ed here, or excuse me, by Bill. You have to remember, a true one-hit wonder is was one and done. Good pick, however. No, I, well, it's a, it's a, it wasn't an only. We're not going with uh, only the one song released. It, uh, it, like I said, it has to be in, at least by our guidelines here. It had to have cracked the top ten uh, to have considered to be a hit, and it, the only song to have cracked the top ten. Um, I, a little behind the curtains uh, stuff here, uh, uh, by the way. Or do you, uh, by chance, have uh, the broadcasting opened and streaming to uh, Radio TFI's? Uh... Oh, I I thought I did. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Hey, oh, welcome well. aboard. Yeah, oh, we're doing that now. Okay, well, that's cool. So, all right. Well, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we got to get that out of the way here, and um, and we'll we'll polish it up a little bit here in the following in the in the upcoming uh, couple of weeks. John like may John may actually come to a rehearsal. <laughs> rehearsal? When the hell's the last time you hosted a rehearsal? <laughs> I didn't see any memos about that. Quote. What's the name of this segment? Yeah, well, it is what it is. <laughs> what are we calling this? Um, the Battle by the way, of the One-Hit Wonders. I made the first one make, easy for you. Birthdays. You, Boom. Well, yeah, that is pretty easy. Um, anyways, would you like to know who the next contender is going to be? Uh, you can tell me now. You can tell me later. Uh, I'm going to tell you now. So we get uh, people. Because here's the deal. You heard, you know who the champion is, and now if, you, if you're listening to uh, the um, Memorex version here, you've heard the winner, you've heard that the uh, stories, Brother Louie is, uh, is the number, uh, is the uh, reigning champion. So maybe if, if you like, you can weigh in on, uh, on uh, who you think uh, should win the next round. And so that is going to be the contender the challenger is going to be King Tut by Steve Martin. By the way, that song. Uh, by the way, just just so you know, we have more than one uh-huh. ver- we have more than one version of that. Of what, King Tut? Of King Tut, yes, we do, sir. Okay, well, pick a version as long as it's Steve as long as it's Steve Martin that's doing it. Well, both of them are Steve Martin, but uh, there's there's the one you know, and there's the one you think you know. Okay. So here's the one that, actually, here's the one, here's the one you don't know. Bear with me one, one moment, please. I'm, uh, things are not going nearly as well as I would have liked here, as usual. There we go. Here's a version that he's done. Now, 
that's just a taste. That's he did that live with his bluegrass band. And I can only find one version of it. I can only find one recording of it. But we'll play the clip. We're getting we're getting jabbed here. Mr. Fancher says such a well polished show. Uh yeah. Uh John, you want to give him the hashtag? Uh yeah, it's hashtag big time professional radio. Of That's I right. Don't know. He's he he's so um knowledgeable about technology here. Um Yeah, but take uh, your two hundred dollars and go buy a phone that we can talk to you on. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-24. That's not, yeah, 2428. God, I forgot the number. Man, now this is why Look, you... Look, listen, I shouldn't have to tell you the number at this point in time. You should have it programmed in your phone. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember a lot of phone numbers. Hell, and, I, I don't, I don't know your phone number off the top of my head. And if you're watching, John, wait, wait. What's what's right in front of you if you're watching? Oh yeah, well we're still we're still assuming that there might have been a few people that have been had the radio TFI app. <laughs> I'm getting there. When the hell are these clowns coming? <laughs> I'm getting there. But if you're watching, the number's right there. But if you're listening to us live now that I've turned on the transmitter, <laughs> we have to tell you the number because you could be a new listener and you're saying. Boy, oh boy, those guys, I, they, they make a lot of sense. And I want to congratulate them on, on such a fine, polished program. Somehow I just don't think that's going to happen. But Or okay. or somebody could just stumble upon us and go, these two morons shouldn't be allowed within 50 feet of anything that broadcast, short of uh, two paper cups and a, and a length of string. I'm going to call them and tell them so. And, uh, you know. There you go. So, so oh, go we ahead. To, we got some uh, things here that we can kind of uh, wind up here. I'm, 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 I'm sure that we have at least a couple bags of chips that we have. We have uh, chips that have been here for three weeks now. They're getting stale. But we're going to play the current, uh, the, the freshest chip that we have. Take a listen. It was a violent insurrection. January 6th was an orchestrated attempt to overthrow an election. A lot of people don't even believe it. But that's not the scary part. The election was stolen. Subverting our democracy would have been bad, but imagine if they succeeded. Now we have Nancy Pelosi's gazpacho police. What did she say? Two words for America today. Crack pipes. These morons are like the dog that finally catches the car. I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. They can't pull off a coup, much less run a country. Ordinary citizens engaged in legitimate political discourse. Really? With this guy? It was a normal tourist visit. Trump supporters attacked the Capitol, egged on by Rudy. Trial by combat! Who now says he has real proof the election was stolen. About a thousand pieces of evidence, none of which have been revealed yet. I happen to have it in my bedroom. Dude, no one wants to go in your bedroom. You know it's bad when Liz Cheney is a hero to progressives, but I'll take it. Calm this shit down. Could have been worse. And then we had a rigged election. And it still can. Trump is a fucking idiot. Damn right. Fake news. Shut the f*** up, Dunning. <laughs> A thousand pieces of evidence, he says. Yeah. Mike Lindell, we have all sorts of evidence. We have this, we have that. Of course, Lindell now wants to bring pillows to Canada and uh, can't because why? Because his truck driver is not vaccinated. 
Uh, speak- well he's there. He's going to airdrop them. Yeah, and and the Canadian government's going to go. Yeah, okay. It's uh, the I asked I asked the the Queen of Hacks if she wanted one. Yeah, yeah. I asked if she was in the market for a bag of rocks. Yeah, and, uh, I uh, I I saw that the other day on the on the Twitter, and of course the first thing I thought of, and a lot of other people did too, was the uh, was the uh, WKRP episode. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. They did the turkey drop. <laughs> and they dropped live turkeys out of a helicopter. I've played it. Here. We've played it on the show. We've played that on Thanksgiving a couple of times. But uh, but anyway, yeah, so, you know, the morons are, they're all over the place. And, and I mean, we really haven't, haven't gotten into everything else that's going on here lately. Uh uh, the uh, price of toilet paper has gone up. Uh, what was that, John? I sent to you. It was Trump something in some book Trump published for forty nine bucks. And uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. The, the, exactly. The, the cost of toilet paper has skyrocketed. Hey, but by the way, be but, very honest with you, mm-hmm. I wouldn't let that. Uh, I wouldn't let anything that Trump wrote anywhere near my ass. Well, he wouldn't write it anyway. It would be ghostwritten. Anyway, we have our opposition reporter Brent Terhune out there, and he's uh, he's been dying to talk to us about secret documents. So let let's take a listen. Let me get this straight: you people, and I do mean you people, say he's what stealing documents now. Boo hoo! Go ahead and cry about it. Stealing documents. Let me get my phone out so I can call BS on that. He didn't steal nothing, and. And if he did, I'm sure it was an accident. We've all been there before. The last day on the job, you go to stick two or three boxes of pens in your pants, a stapler in your pocket, and next thing you know, you're walking out with 20 to 30 boxes marked top secret, taking them down to the golf course where you live. We've all been there. And if you say you haven't, you're a damn liar. So you Judys can judge all you want. But I say let... He is who, without sin, clogged the first toilet with the document. <laughs> there, there he is, Brent Terhune. Always, always a uh, Plush, flushing the documents down the toilet. Well, when you have how many fireplaces there? The Thirty-five. Thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> and by the and, way, here, uh, Mister Fancher says bets episode ever i'm assuming that means best but you know hey but he's like he's very into the bets now so he's betting yeah i guess 200 bucks for now buy a buy a real phone that we can uh, connect via video with buy a computer you you cheap look instead of taking your 200 bucks and going to cancun like your senator you know i understand it's getting a little cold there now and everybody's going to be beating feet out of there uh, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I'm not sure I knew what I was saying before this. There, Bill, I beat I, you to I, it. I beat you to I, it. Uh, I understand totally. Let's see. What the hell else do we got here that we can uh, throw at people? Hey, guess what? What? Uh, if from the It Should Come As No Surprise uh, segment of our show, uh, ex-KKK leader running as a Republican uh, or excuse me, running for 
running as a Republican for office in Georgia. That's what I wanted to say. Oh, did you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. Chester, hell is his name here? The Molester. <laughs> yeah, the Molester. Yeah, there you go. Chester Doles, a former leader of the Ku Klux Klan in the, in the neo-Nazi National Alliance and the racist skinhead Hamperskins gang, is running in 2022 for a seat in the Lumpkin County Board of Commissioners in Georgia. So he ain't running for anything, you know, much higher than dog catcher there, but uh, nonetheless, and we've seen stranger things happen there in Georgia. He may probably win. I wouldn't count on it. I, I, I personally am confident that this time around, the good folks of Georgia after being bitch-slapped around, after being held up, uh, becoming the center for a time of Trump's failed attempt to uh, steal the election, uh, I think they're going to be out in force in 22 and 24. And I think... Remember, there are still little pockets of Georgia, let's face it, you know, we're not talking about the greater Atlanta area here. or any I understand that. Cities. I understand. But that being said, I still believe that these kind folks will come out. They will wait as long as they have to wait. They will, they will jump through the hoops that have been placed there by, uh, by the GQP. And remember, the GQP no longer, they don't want to govern. They just want to be in power. They're not interested in doing anything for you, for me, or anybody that's not related to them. If it doesn't put money in their pocket, they're not interested. Prove me wrong. Show me a Republican. Prove me wrong. Show me one Republican in the House or the Senate that has voted for anything that would benefit their people. Why don't they? Because a Democrat proposed it. By the way, everything they're taking credit for now, they all voted against. Just And that will come out. Uh, in November, when when some of these uh, these Trumpers start, oh well, look at that! I got you, you know, new highways, new new this, new that, and people are going to have to point. Democrats are going to have to get nasty and say, no, you voted against it, and show the video of them voting against it, and ask them why. Why did you vote against it? And why are you more importantly, why are you taking credit for it now? You were against it then. Bill Fancher's a poopoo yep. head. <laughs> I just had a, I, I had a little, I, I had a little bit left. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, hey, did you hear that uh, your uh, your favorite and my favorite uh, son, uh, the son of Senator Rand Paul, is accused of assaulting a flight attendant. <laughs> during a trip from Kentucky to North Carolina. Is this the same son who tried to vote twice? Oh, no, that's somebody else. That's somebody else. Uh, the Charlotte Observer reported that over the weekend, that 19-year-old William Paul was charged with misdemeanor misdemeanor right. assault on a, uh, on a female by aggressively, excuse me, by aggressive force. The paper had previously reported that he also was charged with underage drinking, disorderly conduct, and being 
intoxicated and disrupted. I guess if I was Rand Paul, Paul's son, I'd probably be intoxicated and disruptive quite a bit. Yeah, and by the way, and by the way, Mr. Fincher, that's Mr. Asshole to you. Gabish? Good lord. I just because between you two. Just because I shampoo with preparation H does not make make me an asshole. Okay. Yeah, Rand Paul's kid, he's he's got other problems. He's been He's been caught DUI when he was like seventeen. Uh, yeah, he's a he's got problems, and again, I don't, I don't, I, I can understand it when when you got to watch the neighbor beat up your old man who doesn't know squat. Eh, eh, yeah, but you know what? We're all good God fearing people, ain't we? Here in Kentucky, yeah, we're all good God fearing people. Not like not like those heathens in West Texas. Why well, I'm just going West Texas. What's that? He doesn't live in West Texas. Where the hell does he live? Uh, Northern Texas, if anything. Well, the, well, those heathens from West Texas who moved to Northern Texas, then. <laughs> what else do we have here on our uh, on our big board that we can put out there? Well, Trump is guilty. Would you like to hear that? Well, there we go. There we go. The mob takes it. If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Fast-moving developments in the House probe into January 6th. Alex Jones told his podcast audience he pleaded the fifth almost 100 times. Have you seen what's going on in front of Congress? Fifth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, Fifth Amendment. Mr. Clark intends to invoke the Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination. Another lawyer involved in this scheme to flip the election results, lawyer John Eastman, he too is going to take the fifth. Taking the fifth. I think it's disgraceful. Trump Organization's accounting firm now says nearly a decade worth of financial statements can no longer be relied upon, and they cannot represent Donald Trump anymore. His son, Eric Trump, invoked his right against self-incrimination in response to more than 500 questions. Fifth Amendment. President Trump and two of his children must answer questions under oath. That from a judge in New York today. It's possible he will take the fifth, take the fifth, take the fifth. He won't say anything. This is like Watergate, only it's worse. The mob takes the fifth. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, they have to uh, by tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow. No, they have 21 days. I'm sorry. From last week to judges ordered uh, George uh, judges ordered that he testify. Right, all three of them. Uh, also, I forgot we completely for, uh, forgot the accounting firm uh, saying "see ya." And uh, oh, by the way, congratulations on us on breaking last week's record. We're still on the air eleven min, at eleven fifty three. Granted, we didn't come on the air, you know, until <laughs> until a little a little later than usual. And uh, for some reason, we're off the air again. Oh, on Radio TFI, we're off the air again. Yeah, we kept getting knocked off. I knew I had uh, done it. Yeah, we kept we kept getting knocked off. So it wasn't me. So uh, we will have to look into that. Uh, That's odd. That's very odd. But uh, yeah, so so the accounting firm has said, you know what? Enough of this. You know they're they're cleaning their hand. They're washing their hands of this before they get in too deep. They know what's going on, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll we'll you know we'll see some of them some of them go do some real jail time because that's it. Uber hacked us. There, there you go. Yeah, there you go. 
It's uh, it's Dara. Oh yeah, Rolando, you hadn't heard about the Mazars, M A Z A R S. That's the accounting firm. Uh, yes, and yes, Uber hacked us with their uh, off-the-shelf technology. That uh, rats fleeing a sinking ship. Well, that's that's true too, Mister uh, Mister North Texas, wherever the hell you are. Uh, oh, they're all gonna try. You know, we're at a point now where uh, good gravy, good gravy. None of them. They all seem to believe that Trump is still going to protect them somehow. Trump can barely protect himself. And by the way, what lawyers are representing the Trumps? Haven't they figured out they're not going to get paid? He never paid. He doesn't pay people. He doesn't pay these lawyers. You know, at the end of it all, they're going to go. He's going to go. Well, I lost, so I don't see the point of paying you. Uh, that's the way I see it going down. But then again, what do I know? I'm a guy who can't keep his own radio station on the air. So. Well, there you go. I'll have to see what's up with that. But uh, meanwhile, we do have the social media outlets here that I'm happy that you're being a part of and, and uh, participating in. Uh, and there is always, this will always go up on the uh, SoundCloud feed here uh, relatively uh, shortly. And it plays, so. it will replay Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. If you'd like to listen to it in between musical uh, segments, don't forget Saturdays we have the Lone Ranger in the morning. We have baseball at one and three p.m. We don't have uh, one and four p.m. Excuse me, Eastern time. We don't have next week's schedule yet. Sherlock Holmes comes at you at eight p.m. Eastern time, and a classic concert for you for your listening enjoyment at ten p.m. And again, we will we will list all those things later in the week. Uh, and we hope you uh, hope you listen and enjoy. Where uh, we've got some other things lined up uh, that we're going to try and get together here. But in the meantime, uh, that's it. That's all I got. I've run out of steam. I'm. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, kind of bring us into the end here with a little announcement that I. Uh oh. I have. Uh oh. Um, as many of you, uh, many of you know, I have been a full-time taxi driver or in the taxi industry for john the- john i gotta stop you right there i have to stop you i wouldn't make that announcement just yet i'll just let me all right let me go on here um all right i have applied and and am set for an interview and unless i get uh get through or unless I completely pooch the interview, which I don't think I will. Um, I am looking at possibly making a career change here after all these times, actually a legitimate sitting behind the sitting behind a desk type job uh, that, um, Hey, I I don't, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to lead and whatnot. Starting pay is good. I'm looking for a little bit more than the starting pay. We'll see what happens. And the nicest part about it is if I accept this job, my, uh, I have already put uh, kind of put a uh, earworm in the CEO of the cab company's uh, thought process where he would still let me stay on on a part-time basis. The details to be worked out about that. But for the first time in my adult life, in the last 39 years, um, 
I'm not going to be a full-time cab driver if everything goes according to oil. So we'll see what happens with that. We hope that works out. But again, it's, I think you're a little preemptive in the announcement. But what do I know? Well, I can't keep my radio station on the air. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> I got my own problems. I see that. Oh my goodness, my goodness. Um, what else? What do we? What do we got time-wise? Here? Music's playing. How about that? How about that? Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating. My goodness, all kinds of participation. And we'll do this thing again uh, next week. Until then, I'm John Shannon. Red Van Ness. I got. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests do not necessarily state or reflect those of the company and its management. Furthermore, the assumptions, views, opinions and insinuations made by the host and guests do not reflect those of the show, the management and the network. In addition, all copyrighted material is used without permission and will be removed with notification from the rightful owners or their agent. So there. Radio TFI.